Hello, welcome to the Wasting Time podcast. I'm Chris, just here with a quick intro today. So in this episode, I spoke to a young singer called Christian Gates, and um, he kind of made his name on TikTok. And it was this was it was interesting to hear about his life and what his career is looking at right now. So let's jump straight into it. Where, whereabouts are you based? You West Coast based? Yeah, I'm in I'm in Hollywood right now. Okay, which part of Hollywood? Right in the middle. Okay, okay. Are you are you from that from that part of the world, or have you kind of as music led you led you there? No, I've grown up like an hour outside of LA, so I've always been in the area. At the time of talking, this is off the back of your single that came out at the back end of last week. Take me back. Yeah. Um, congrats on putting that out. Um, how are you feeling about that? Appreciate it. I really like it. I'm glad that people enjoy it and understand what it's about it's not a million miles away from a lot of the stuff you've done but it's definitely i don't know it feels like there's more of a kind of folk sound on it was is that fair to say yeah the whole the new ep that i'm working on right now is like all in the folk area of things what was what made you want to go in that direction is that a kind of music that you've been drawn to previously or is it something you got into recently what what kind of inspired that that kind of move i've been listening to a lot of it and also it's just really nice to make music that sounds like it's made with real instruments. It makes sense in a world without technology. Like if I want to go to the middle of the woods and just stay in a cabin and not talk to anybody for a few weeks, I can listen to folk music. And I'll... What what folk music have you been listening to in particular recently? I listen to a lot of Noah Kahn, David Kushner, um, Zach Bryan. I forgot what this one guy's name is, but he's really cool. Did you do this with a producer or did you self-produce it? I did it with Bluey, Sweet, um, Grant, and my friend Clark. Have you worked with either of them on any of your previous stuff? I worked with them on I Won't Beg For You, which is the other folk song I just put out before that. Yeah. Okay. So that was like the first kind of step in this direction. Yeah. Speaking of other things you've done recently, uh, you did Lollapalooza the other week. How was that, man? That was that was insanely fun. It was it was probably I don't know the most nerve wracking and exciting yeah. thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, I think, when I was looking it up, did you play the Thursday of that of that weekend? Yeah, that was the first day that that the festival was happening. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So you were kind of alongside some pretty. Ex- obviously, you got Billie Eilish headlining that day. My favorite. <laughs> nice did you catch her set i did there's like a there's a little artist area that i can escape into the the general population and yeah. i was able to sneak into the front of the stage which was really cool oh that's that's cool I, had had you seen her live before never never seen her in person never seen her live until then and i was getting chills 10 out of 10 <laughs> and what a way to to see her for the first time when you were playing that festival yourself it was like the perfect world because i started off the day i did two shows yeah and then i immediately got to see my favorite singer in the world who else did you check out that day i tried to see noah khan but it was way too packed they threw him on a small stage oh okay he was he was not built for it and the whole festival tried to see him and just sh- shut everything down i was i saw swaco yeah, he's super sick. He he like surfed on top of the crowd with a board, like a surfboard, which is really fun. 
I mean, from the clips that I've seen and looking at your Instagram stuff, it seems like you went down well there. Is that is that safe to say? Or is that is that how it felt to you? Yeah, for sure. I think people really enjoyed the show and had a good time. I also like stayed for an hour yeah. signing autographs until the crowd disappeared. So the, this is like the biggest scale festival you've done so far. Have you done many other festivals before? I've never been to a festival before this. Do you, what, what you mean literally as a fan as well as performing? Yeah. Either way, I didn't know what festivals were like. Man, what, what a first way to experience it. Yeah, it was crazy because my first experience was from behind the scenes walking yeah. into the artist lounge. I didn't know for the first day after I performed and everything, I still didn't know what it was like. So then yeah. I walked out into into GA and I saw how packed it was and how many people there were. And that's when I really understood what it was about. Are there any um have you got any other festivals kind of on your bucket list that you you'd like you'd love to perform at, you know, maybe some of which are in the works, obviously you won't you'll not be able to say, but Coachella and Rolling Loud, I think, would be cool. Well, if you've done this one, they both I feel like they're they they're both kind of feasible for you now. Hopefully. That's what I think, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> As you said, you're kind of based in the center of Hollywood. Um, so, like, since since this music thing's kind of taken off for you, you know, you're playing things like Lollapalooza now. It's you know, it's really going places. Like, what what's a what's a typical day in the life look like for you? Talk me through a typical August Thursday. What what's on the agenda today? Well, yesterday I I woke up at ten or something, and then I went to go look at apartments. Okay with my friend who's a real estate agent. Yeah. And after that, I had a session from 2 p.m. to however long it goes. And that one went until like four or five. And after that, I drove over to, I drove back to the house, okay. waited till like 8 p.m. Yeah. Then drove over to my friend's house and started storyboarding my upcoming music video until 1.30 a.m., and then I drove home, went to sleep, and missed the beginning of our podcast. <laughs> In fairness to you, not by much. So it's it's all good. I've definitely uh I've had other artists that are way later, way later than this. You were like 10 minutes, man. That's nothing. Yeah, I was so. I was in the middle of a dream and something pulled me out of it. Really? <laughs> yeah, I just sat up in the bed while I was sleeping. And my eyes whipped open, and then I looked at the clock. I saw that it was nine thirteen. I'm like, <laughs> no! And I called. And somehow you're still on, which is cool. Hey, I appreciate you doing it early because obviously we're I'm eight hours ahead of you, so this is much later in the day for me. Yeah. When you said a session, did you mean was that a writing session? Yeah, with this producer that made a lot of Avril Lavigne songs, playing songs. Um, Black Veil Brides. John Feldman? Yeah. You were working with uh, John Feldman yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Um, How did you know who well, I was talking about? Because I'm I'm very familiar with... Uh, I don't... I, I have met John before, but I don't know him personally, but I'm very, very familiar with his work. Um, I'm very, So as soon as you said Avril Lavigne and then Blink, I was like, oh, fuck, he's doing stuff with John. Okay. Yeah. How many sessions have you done with, with him? That was my first one. Um, it, was, it was pretty interesting. I drove to his house. Yeah. And 
he has like assistants or something and then he has like yeah. four people working in this in this room just editing vocals and yeah. i walked in and the whole left wing of his house is just a giant studio which is really right. cool yeah i mean he's he's big time he's quite um it's quite an intense he's quite uh has a lot of energy he seems <laughs> is that how he came across yeah. to you yeah for sure I agree. Is this, so was this just in terms of just kind of doing some, some co-writes with him or, or is he going to be potentially producing some of your work further down the line or it's maybe it's too early to, to, to tell on that. It's, kind of thing? it's like a speed date. Okay. We were just on a date. Okay. Yeah. We never met each other. I didn't know he, who he was and I don't think he knew who I was. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I now know. I'm now aware after I saw all the plaques, I decided to, yeah. to look him yeah. up. I don't know how much he talked about like his own music career, but he's famous for, so he sings for a band called Goldfinger. I don't know how familiar you are with, with their music, but they're kind of, they're a huge staple in the, in the, the blink sort of genre of music. So he's kind of, he's like a big name, not just as a producer, but as a front man of a band himself. Nice. That's pretty dope. Yeah, man. Like, uh, the, if if you know the Tony Hawk skater games, like the most, like the trademark song off off those games is one of his songs. So, oh, nice. I used to play that. Skate- oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, man. Uh, Superman by Goldfinger. That's 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 like kind of the trademark. Wait, Tony Superman Hawk. is that? Um, which Superman? So the song's just called Superman. It's like a scar upbeat song. Like cause the lyric is like. Um, so here I am pretending I'm a Superman, something like that. But it's uh, it definitely features on the Tony Hawk games. Let me let me look. It up. Yeah, do it. It's called yeah. Goldfinger. So the band is Goldfinger, one word, and then yeah, like it's maybe their biggest song is Superman, and it's, it was kind of made famous from the Tony Hawk games. I'm gonna play it while we're on the phone. Do it, do it. <laughs> but yeah, you were essentially on the speed date with like pop punk royalty yesterday, man. That's crazy. What a, what a date. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little jealous, I have to say. That's uh no, that's really cool. That's really cool. So it sounds like you know, you must have some decent management now like if they're hooking you up with people like that. You know, I can you know, obviously you playing things like Lollapalooza and your career's taken off if if these connections are happening. That's that's really exciting. I hope that's what it means. My management has built a cool team around me which is like I have a cool um, agency and yeah. I'm talking to some cool publishing people. So I think that's what contributed to this, but got it. Okay. Yeah. My manager also managed another client that was in a session with him with uh Feldy two days ago. Which client's that? I'm curious. I wonder if anyone I've heard of. Uh, Landon Barker. Oh, tra- Travis Barker's son. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Do you, have you crossed paths with him? Yeah. We used to be friends like, probably like a year ago and then i went all woodsy and, and crazy so i stopped talking to everybody in la <laughs> oh okay okay i went all like i i need to like i'm gonna stop having material possessions and go live away from people and now i've calmed down but oh i see how, how long did, how long did that period last for i didn't realize what was happening for like a good six months but after i realized it went to the woods for a little bit came back lived a different type of life we are here now what's what's he like landon is he is he a nice nice guy he's probably one of the nicest people i've ever met 
Oh, that's that's cool. I've, I've heard other people say say different things, but yeah. I've never once actually I've only heard one person say something negative about him, but I've yeah. never once had any bad interaction with him and he's always been super nice. That's cool. That's that's humbling, isn't it? You know, because obviously being Travis Barker's son and coming from that kind of, you know, huge rock stars background to, you know, be a be a cool guy, that's you know, that's that's what you want to hear. Yeah, for sure. Tell me a little bit about your journey. So from like reading up on you and stuff, it feels like it's not that long ago when you kind of jumped into music. Like, was it kind of around the start of the pandemic or was it a little earlier than that? I've been doing it for a while, but I have not been doing it successfully until 2020, I would say. Yeah, okay. right at the pandemic. What was your experience like prior to 2020? Were you kind of writing and recording solo music? Were you playing shows? What 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 had, what had you done up to that point? I was a SoundCloud rapper in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get made fun of for making music all the time. And then kids would try to beat me up and they'd catch yeah. me walking outside of school and they'd yell slurs out the window. Yeah. If they see me at a party, they try to jump me. It was like a whole thing. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Now we're fine. Okay. So it was like kind of in 2020, that was when that's when everything changed for you, right? Yeah. I used to. So in 2019, I used to. F- I would make music and then I I started, I hit up this one rapper and I was like, hey, I'll drive you wherever you want to go for $100 a day or $20 an hour or some shit. I forgot what it was, but it ended up being like $100 a day. And yeah. I, I just turned 17, just got my license. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, whatever. And so I drove him around from party to party. And I met all his friends and I started hanging out with his friends Yeah, and I started filming and documenting the experience. And I okay. thought I was going to get into documenting and filming. And eventually it, that was taken over my whole life. Then I got arrested. My camera broke. I got beat up by police at one of these oh, parties. Shit. Okay. And it made me realize that that was not what I wanted to do. And music was what I wanted to do. So, okay started making videos my like of me uploading them onto the internet me singing and and rapping and such yeah and they started doing well and what was it was it on tiktok where it kind of really sort of took off yeah yeah because like i mean you've you've got fuck loads of followers on tiktok so did it was was it just like was that a gradual thing over the pandemic or was there kind of like one video that just kind of really got picked up and it came came from there it was a month of me posting 30 days in a row, like making a new song a day and then posting oh, wow, that song. Okay. And yeah. I got to around 900,000 followers from that. I think it was Whoa. two months to get, get to 900,000. And then slowly after that, it's been a slow burn to where I'm at right now. I was talking to another tiktoker over in the uk and they were um was it a record label thing with them recently and they were showing me what like their instagram looks like and you know they probably had about half a million followers on instagram or whatever because mm. and you know just what the notifications are like and stuff and like to a civilian like me i'm like whoa that's uh that's intense but like i can't imagine what your tiktok looks like on the you know from the user side do you do you have like people who kind of have to help you manage it when you have that many followers. 
No, I, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I used to have notifications on and I'd post a video and then I'd sit yeah. there in front of my phone and just watch it go bing, 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 <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And that, that's how I'd get my adrenaline and that's how I'd feel good. But then when I'd post videos, if the notifications weren't coming at a faster speed than they came at the last time, then I'd, yeah. I'd feel crazy for the day. I'd feel like shit. Oh, so I just tur- how funny. Yeah, it's a drug. Yeah. So I turned off notifications and I just posted yeah. videos and I wouldn't look for the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. And that probably felt that probably helped i should imagine yeah but it was, it was also nerve-wracking not knowing if the video did horrible oh you know? what so that moment at the end of the day when you're logging in and you're gonna like find out how how it did my heart would be racing oh, back man. then though usually the yeah. videos would get around a million views a video now they they're just all over the place i have no idea they sometimes it'll get like 10k sometimes yeah. it'll get 200k I have no yeah. idea. It's, it's a whole different platform. And do you feel a bit more relaxed about it? You're just like, hey, if it's a 10K one call, if it's a 200K one call, like, are you, do you kind of take a step back from it now? Or are you, are you still, do you still have that thing where you're like, come on, please be a, please be a high scoring one? <laughs> it's no longer crippling, but I'm still slightly affected because everybody wants to be liked. And I think, of course, of course. getting a lot of views tells me, People like what I put out. Did you? So when you started gaining traction on TikTok, did you notice was there any interaction from anyone famous, like in the music world or otherwise, who kind of paid attention to you? Was there any moments like that that came along? Yeah, the one that's coming to mind right now is the. Have you ever seen Big Time Rush? Uh, no, I can't say I have. Okay, there is. There's a in the show, a producer named Gustavo. Okay. That guy reached out to me first, I think, or something. I don't know. But he's really cool. Um, I met, I hung out with him. He invited me to his birthday party. That was really cool. Oh, that's right. A lot cool. of people reached out along the way, but I don't remember. It wasn't really important conversations or anything yeah. crazy. Obviously, we already discussed the festival you did the other week. Um, have, have you had a chance to do much touring since this music thing's taken off for you? I have not. I the festival I believe is my fifth show I've done. Fifth show, man! Really? Wow. I want to do more. It's just <laughs> I, I don't know. I got to call my agent today and tell him to book me more shows. What What were the ones prior to Lollapalooza like? My first show was in L.A. at the Roxy. Oh, sick! Okay. And then my second show was in New York at um. I I confused the New York and Chicago venues at um, Mercury Lounge. All right. Okay. Okay. Third one was in Chicago at Subterranean. And fourth was at Emo Night in LA, which is cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did, how did that go? That was great. That was really fun. I, they also had me DJ and stand up and shoot these CO2 cannons. Did you get to meet the the guy who runs like the emo night stuff? What in his name? Yeah, yeah, those guys are dope. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, they've yeah. really, you know, they really started a thing that just has just grown and grown. It's really cool. They performed that at Wildpalooza too. I didn't get to see their set. But oh shit! Okay. 
So what's what's your live show like as a solo artist? Do you do you have like some live live musicians with you? Do you use backing tracks mainly? What what's what's the setup? I have a guitar player and a drummer. Okay. And it's usually me just singing my heart out and jumping around on stage the whole time. Nice. Nice. The way it should be. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. Like so when you kind of well, I guess I'm interested in like what the music you grew up on is like, because obviously you mentioned that you were a SoundCloud rapper. So obviously you must have uh, had an interest in SoundCloud rap and, and rap music. Um, talk me through some of those influences. And then obviously you can hear in the music you're making that you've been making since things have taken off for you. Yeah. Um, you can hear like the rock influences as well. As well. Do you, can you just talk me through some of those? I know we've already, you've already told me about the folk stuff you've been listening to recently, but Tell me a bit about your history with like rap music and rock music, who who some of the favorites have been. All right. Um, my parents used to listen to a lot of different stuff. My dad would listen to a lot of Blink, Green Day, all that type of stuff. But he'd yeah. also listen to to pop, like Kesha and and whatever. Um, my mom used to listen to a lot of Gwen Stefani and System of a Down. Yeah. All, like a bunch of different things, and then my yeah. stepdad would would be blasting N.W.A., Eazy-E, Ice Cube, Tupac. So Got that's it. probably yeah. where the where the rap interest came from. What about you? Like, what kind of bands were you into, kind of in high school and into and and going into starting the music career? What what were some of the big ones you were listening to? In high school, I was listening to a lot of rap. Okay. Um, like XXX Tentacion, yeah, Ski Mask, Eminem, um, a lot of Tupac. I'm trying to think of. It's escaping me. It's an old version of myself that I've let go of. But... Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. What What did you move into after that? Slowly, I I adopted listening to all the stuff that my parents used to listen to. What in particular? Who were the Who were the standouts within that world for you? All the ones that I mentioned earlier and. Mm-hmm. Some like Bob Marley, some hmm. I can go through let me go through my, my likes on Spotify. <laughs> Do it, man. Do it. Let's see what we got. Okay. All right. Most recently I have been listening to Peso Pluma, Travis Scott, Charlie on a Friday, Electric Light Orchestra, you know that song Mr. Blue Sky? Yeah, of course. Noah Khan, Drift Away by Uncle Cracker. <laughs> Put put it on me, Matt Mason, um, Miguel and J Cole, Corday, Central C, Kendrick Lamar, Jack Harlow, The Chain Gang of 1974, Billy Eilish, David Kushner, Sam Barber. Um, these are all newer artists here, but yeah, The Killers. Oh, The Killers. There's, they have three albums back to back, without one skip. Fallout Boy, Friday Pilots Club are my friends, and I am such a big fan of them. Jesse Murph, these are all my newer. If I go into my my older playlist, let's see. Okay, Nirvana, Franz Ferdinand, All American Rejects, Killers Again, Sun Lux, Chase Atlantic, The Neighborhood, Kanye. Arctic Monkeys, Weezer, Sublime, Blink, Lustra, 
Third Eye Blind, um, <laughs> Kid Cudi. This is, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's Good nicely work. diverse, like in, in yeah. basically in the broader rock and rap world. Yeah. Okay. I can, I, I see the, I see the theme coming through. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I think it's just anything that sounds cool. It doesn't really have to be a genre. Yeah. Well, people, um, cause you know, like I'm kind of, I guess I'm like generation before you, you know, that there's a bit of an age gap between us, um, you know, cause I'm, I'm 40 and you must be, what, what are you, you about 20, 21 or something now? 20 yeah yeah like i mean like people who say like about your generation like it's common for like big music fans to not really stick to one genre just because of the way like music's consumed these days whereas like for me when i was your age like i was kind of like listening to punk rock or pop punk or whatever was like my identity and like i rarely went outside of that lane but would you say it's fair to say like for for people your age today that's less the case is there any truth to that do you think yeah i think there's i think people listen to individual songs and not really artists anymore yeah that's so interesting and i guess like the music that you're making kind of fits in with the modern world in that it's kind of you know there's a lot of variety in everything that you've released up to this point i guess yeah in the same way that i listen to music and i get bored of the genres i make music and i get bored of making the same music so got it once once I make a really cool music or a really cool song with with a vibe, I will be like, all right, I did it. Now I'm gonna make a cool song with a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Going. That's uh that's so interesting to me. What was sorry to keep going back to this, what was the kind of what was the kind of vibe of the stuff that came out with Theldy? Uh <laughs> you able to put your finger on that? <laughs> yeah. I mean we kept making stuff that felt like early two thousands hits. It's kind of what he kept playing yeah. chords like that. And I was yeah. singing melodies like that. And it just, it wasn't really what, I, what I'm putting out right now, but it yeah. was cool. I enjoyed it. See, it does not shock me that you tell me that. Cause that's what I would expect him to be doing with you. You know? Yeah. It's exactly what happened. So <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, man. Have, have you ever been over, over this way? You've been to the UK before? No, but I'd love to. Can you see from like the the numbers and stuff? Have you got like a decent UK audience? Like I assume you're able to look at your your Spotify yeah. figures and stuff. UK and Australia, y- y'all are pulling pretty strong. Right. Okay. Okay. I want to do a show out there. I want to hear everybody singing the lyrics with <laughs> with a UK accent. The UK accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's only got to be a matter of time before your um. Or your management kind of or your booking agent get you get you a one-off london show or something at least surely they're just so expensive right yeah to yeah, fly yeah. everybody out and hotels and all that yeah okay okay i i feel like it's got to happen in some shape or form as or as part of something else i um, wanted to i wanted to happen for sure yeah fingers crossed for you man it'd be great to see you over this way Sp- speaking of uh, touring like who who would be like who who's your dream tour? Who's on the what what other two artists are on a dream tour with uh, with you? Billie Eilish. It's that's probably it that I can think of right now. And what about any dream collaborations? Apart apart from Billie Eilish, which I assume would be one. Oh man. <laughs> then I don't know if I have an answer. I think I think that's <laughs> I you think can, that's it. Okay, you could just say Billie Eilish again. It's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's 
she writes is so unique and interesting. I haven't heard anything like that from anyone else. We could we could probably wrap this up now. Like, uh, really appreciate you giving some of your time, and I know it's early in the morning for you, so that makes me doubly appreciate it. But uh, <laughs> thank you for having me. This is this oh, really of course. Cool. Of course, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see see what's next for you as well. Like, I think I think what you're doing's fascinating, and um, yeah, I'm still my mind's blown about the Feldy thing as well. So, uh, yeah, man, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. I'll let you get on with your day. Have a good one. All right. Cheers. All right. Bye.